Hey folks, welcome to another edition of the Shire Salvos podcast. I'm your host, uh, Jack Clifton. Uh, looking forward and ready to update you on, on everything that's happening around the Life Fair Church at our Menai and Miranda locations, and also play you the sermon from Sunday morning where Mark Soper uh, was preaching to us from the Word. Hope you're doing well, wherever you're located, wherever you're listening from uh, this morning or this afternoon or tonight, and I hope that uh, we can inform you and keep you up to date with what is happening around the church. Let's jump into that at the moment, and uh, there's a plenty of stuff happening happening around the church to keep you updated on. Firstly, a reminder that our church services are happening each and every Sunday morning uh, at our Menai or uh, Bangor location, 9.30am and, and obviously um, based in what has happened in the past, no need to register um, or anything like that. It is all good to go rocking up and uh, delighted to see all your happy and smiling faces uh, each and every week uh, up there at, uh, at our church service. And remember that uh, if you're listening to the podcast, perhaps for the first time, uh, this is where you can access all of the uh, all of the, the previous sermons and all the previous information uh, about what is happening um, at, uh, at church. Now we have uh, a few things coming up in the next few weeks around our church and around some different regions involving our church. The first is Coffee Spot. They are having their craft and relaxation weekend on the weekend between the 19th and the 21st of August down at the Wollongong Surf Leisure Resort. Uh, if you want more information about that, uh, you want to collect the rego forms, they are available at the Connect Hub at church on Sundays, or you can speak to either... Uh, Kim Briggs or Lynn McComb um, to, to, to find out a bit more information uh, about that. Um, the, the full weekend is $215 for a two or three uh, person shared accommodation down at the Surf Leisure Resort down, down there in the Gong. Although you can get a private room, which does include meals as well, for $290 uh, for, for the whole weekend. Uh, regos do close on Tuesday, July 19. So you have just under a month to uh, to sort that out. But yeah, as I mentioned, uh, chat with either Lynn McComb or Kim Briggs if you want a bit more information uh, in regards uh, to that. Our very own uh, Claire Clifton, my lovely wife, she's running the Mental Health First Aid course for those uh, that'll be interested in doing that in the coming months. It's being held at 51 to 53 Harrow Road at Stanmore. Uh, that's happening on August 25 and August 26 between 9am and 3pm. So it, it costs $50. That includes food and all of the course uh, material. Uh, if you want more information, you can contact Claire directly via her uh, email address, her work email address. It's claire.clifton at salvationarmy.com.au. That's claire.clifton at salvationarmy.com.au. I've done the mental health health first aid course before. I think it's really beneficial, especially if you're working uh, within the church or uh, if you're um, working in social work or anything like that, even if you're not working uh, in, in social work or in the community services sector or not working in church, I think it's a really valuable tool that can help a lot of people. You might have friends or family or um, anyone that you come in contact with that might um, ha have some some significant mental health stuff going on and being able to, to know that the tools that you can use and having the information about particular uh, mental health conditions and how we can help people I think is really beneficial. Uh, whether you work in a, in a church setting, a community service setting, or whether you don't. So I would encourage you to do that. Uh, it's August 25 and August 26, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. You can contact Claire at her email address, claire.clifton at salvationarmy.org.au. 
now that wraps up all of uh, basically all of the news that we do have for you this week. The only other thing to mention uh, to anyone that's listening is that the young adults are having their next lunch on the 10th of tenth uh, of July, pardon me. So once a month on a Sunday after church, the young adults uh, go out for lunch. So 10th of July is the next date. Uh, you can tap to chat to Joel Campbell uh, after the service if you're keen on coming or also uh, contact Joel uh, through through the church office. And also uh, Bible study. Uh, some of the young adults are also meeting every Monday night at 7.30 p.m. for a Bible study. Again, you can contact Joel uh, for more details uh, with that. In regards to staying up to date and keeping informed of what's happening in the life of our church, you can always check out our website and Facebook page. Our website is shiresalvos.org.au or also go to facebook.com forward slash shiresalvos for all the latest information that's updated regularly, uh, both the Facebook page and the website updated uh, quite regularly uh, by Joel and some of the other staff members there. And that will keep you informed with what is happening uh, around uh, the life of the church. But time for me to rest the vocal cords a little bit and uh, you can listen to Mark Soper's sermon uh, from Sunday morning. Who loves that psalm? It's beautiful, isn't it? Well, it's great to be in God's house. Um, as I, when I prepare to preach, um, I get those um, little uh, butterflies and sometimes God is preparing me that um, he's... He's not only here, but he has something for us to learn and something that he wants to put on your spirit today and encourage you. I'm going to tell you where I'm headed. Um, we're going to, I'm going to preach shorter than I normally preach. So I'm going to preach for, say, 10, 10 or so minutes. And then we're going to have a time where we can be still and know and experience that he's God. So we're going to have an opportunity for that. So I'm going to let you know where we're headed. But on the weekend away, Kim Hayworth from Tassie, she's the state leader from Tassie, or we would say in the Salvos, the DC, Divisional Commander. And uh, she preached and she said one line that this week has just been prodding and prodding and prodding my spirit. And you know when you get convicted and God's just stirring something up in your spirit and challenging me. So I'm going to preach with a bit of passion today, but I'm preaching um, not to say, oh, you guys need to do this, but more from conviction from myself. And my prayer is that from, from that place of me wanting to go deeper in this, this is a, a conviction that I believe, um, a word that I believe that God has given me, and it's a word that I want to share with you, and um, I pray that God would water that. But she said something this year, we are called to be people of God's presence, not just His principles. We are called to be people of God's presence, not just His principles. And um, in 1 Corinthians uh, 3.16, it says, You are God's temple and God's Spirit dwells in you. God's Holy Spirit dwells in His people. We are His temple here on this earth to radiate His glory, to bring the kingdom of God to the world in which we live. That is the calling that is upon us. And then she said this other beautiful line. She says, we should stop waiting for a move of God. We are the move of God. The Holy Spirit, God is here in the flesh, you and I. And I was encouraged. What's the danger when the church starts to live out his principles and neglect his presence? Well, you can have a look at the Western church. A lot of the Western church. They reckon 90% of things that church do in the Western world will continue to if the Holy Spirit left the building. But it's the presence of God, the presence of God, the Holy Spirit 
that makes us different from any other religious faith. Religion is a man-made attempt to connect with God, but it's the Holy Spirit, His presence in us that enables us to connect with Him and what Jesus has done. And the danger is if we start to be people, a church, people of faith, who are merely about just living out His principles, and we could just say the Ten Commandments, the danger is we just become good people. We just become good people with some good morals. And I know people who do not have a faith in Jesus who are good people and live good morals. So there has to be a difference between God's people and it's the presence, it's the Holy Spirit. It's God in us that makes the difference. It's God in us that draws people to want something that we have, not because we're a good person, but because the Holy Spirit, the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness is in us and they experience that. Are you with me? The danger is is if we become advocates of just living God's principles, we start to be people who say what is right and what is wrong. Who is bad? Who is good? Who is in and who is out? And if it's just about living God's principles without his presence. I'll tell you what it's called. It's called self-righteousness. And that's what we called the Pharisees. They tried to live out kingdom, or I wouldn't say kingdom principles. They tried to live out the Ten Commandments, putting heaps of, but they just became self-righteous. And sadly, a little bit of self-righteous has come into my life. And I think the church as a whole. And then I think, okay, well, I just need to keep looking back at at Jesus. And I was thinking about Jesus. What did he do different? He didn't just talk about principles to live by, the right and the wrong things. He enabled an encounter, an encounter that changed everything. It was knowledge with experience. It was knowledge with presence. And I think what happens in the church and in my life, I've started, I've fallen into the trap of living these principles, which are good, but neglecting the presence that I am a spiritual being. You and I are spiritual beings. And when we live just in the flesh, there's dangers. We need to live our lives in such a way that makes people thirsty for the things of God. And making people thirsty for the things of God is not just being a good person. That's being admirable. Making people thirsty for the things of God is when they see the Holy Spirit at work in my life. And do we want to allow the Holy Spirit to do a greater work than what you've currently experienced? Do you want that? Right now, wherever you are, whatever place you are with God, do you want the Holy Spirit to have a greater control and influence and impact on your life. Yep. Okay. So we're with it. I love the story. Um, and how can we do it? We think, well, how am I going to do this? Oh, there's all the kids out there doing a run. So how can we do it? I, but I think about Jesus gave us a great model for that. I think about the tax collector, Matthew, the tax collector. From pure acceptance, the tax collector, he was ostracized and and no one wanted to speak to him and he was lonely. And Jesus 
rocks up and has dinner at his house. And this acceptance, this love, it totally, totally changed Peter. He had an encounter with Jesus and experienced acceptance like he had never experienced before. I think about the lady that was bleeding. The lady that was bleeding for years and she went to these physicians and well, we would call them witches today. And she went to all these places to get healed and she couldn't get healed. And she's in the crowd and she thinks, if I can just go and touch the cloak, the hem of his garment, I would be healed. And she encounters she experiences something beautiful and powerful. And then I think about the, the guy at the, um, well, I was going to say at the well, but at the, at the pool. And he's been crippled for a number of years and he's waiting there to go into the pool. And Jesus finds him, looks him in the eye. And eventually, after a conversation, says, pick up your mat and walk. I think about the disciples I think about the disciples. They said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. See, people today, people today will have to come to God through experiencing God, not just about knowledge about him. Are you with me? People today, this is the shift that's happening People today will, will come majority of the time from experiencing a move of God rather than just knowing about him. And it's already happening. I think that Lauren shared with me like a while ago, and it's just stuck with me. She's got kids coming through who have never heard about Jesus. But you know when you see, I've experienced God. I've seen him rock up. I've seen him, I've seen him heal people. I've seen him come in moments in my life. And a touch of God can do so much more than we can ever. I, you could tell me that everything is false and that God is not real and that, that Jesus wasn't. You could tell me all this, but I would still believe it because I've experienced it. And people today are longing for experience. But I think people in the church need to be longing for experiencing and also living out his principles. And if we live in God's presence, we start to live out his principles. Now, I want to do an activity this morning. I want you to think that you have never heard the gospel message. Okay, so you've never heard it before. And you're coming into here for the first time. And I'm going to give you the gospel message. Okay? So try to right now think that you have never heard the gospel message. You've never heard the name Jesus, but you probably think that there's a higher power. Are you with me? Think like that. And I, so you've come to church for, hi, oh, ladies and gentlemen, you've, you've never come to church before. Um, I'm going to tell you for the first time, you've never heard this before, but I'm going to tell you just, just, just some of the key fundamentals of the Christian message. Well, 2,000 years ago, oh, so first of all, God created all the heavens and the earth. We can probably get away with that. Could you, you'd probably get away with that, wouldn't you? Yep. And then we'd say, okay, well, 2,000 years ago, um, God sent his son to the world. Oh, so he sent his, in human flesh. Oh, okay, okay. Well, how did he, how did he send his son? Well, he, he sent his son as a form as a baby, and it was... To a, a virgin called Mary. Okay, so God, the creator of the universe, sent his son. Are you with me? It's a pretty crazy story, isn't it? Yeah. He sent his son into a form of a baby who grew up, and he grew up 
And at 33 years old, he, um, 33? I'm pretty sure it's 33. My mum's mouthing to me. She's probably correcting me. Um, 33. And, and, and that nails him to a cross. Why would we nail him to a cross? Oh, because of the sins of the world. Okay, so, so God sent his son to a Virgin Mary. He grows up, has some followers, and then they kill him. Yeah, but it was because he needed to die to pay the way for our sins. I just want to say, the gap is too big. The gap is too big from someone who doesn't know Jesus, who has never heard about him, to someone coming to a relationship with Jesus. The gap is too big. Knowledge will not be enough to lead people to faith anymore. It is gone. And what is happening in third world countries is they're having massive revival. And you know what it is? It's from encounter. They encounter. Someone gets healed. Something amazing happens. Someone tells some future thing over them or they see a dream or something amazing happens in their life. And you know what? They get a bit thirsty. Tell me a little bit more about you, this God. Well, that's a bit far-fetched, but then what happens? They gradually and gradually explore, gain more knowledge, gain more understanding, and they gradually start to encounter and experience God. Are you with me? Because what has happened, generate, we've, we've had the Christian story being told, and it's been gone from generation to generation, amen, that that continues to happen. But it hasn't. And what is happening that the church... 92% of people aren't open necessarily to coming to church on a Sunday and hearing the gospel message. So what are we doing with the other 92%? We've got 234,000 people in the Southern Shire. Let's just say there's over 200,000 people who would never set foot in a church. What are we going to do with the 200,000 people in the Southern Shire? They need to have an opportunity to encounter God and they will if God's people, which is you and I, Start to live being people of his presence, not just his principles. And what God was convicting me about is that, Mark, I'm, I fall too much to just living a good life, trying to, and that's great, it's admirable. But God is calling me to encounter. He is calling me to encounter his Holy Spirit time and time and time again. And you know the word um, in Acts 1.8, it says, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. You will be my witness. And it goes on to say, to the ends of the earth. You don't need power sometimes to speak a message. But you need power to allow that witness to be more than just knowledge. And it goes on, and you're probably thinking, well, how am I getting this with Psalm 46.10? Because it says, be still and know that I am God. I was reading some of the Hebrew and the Greek and over this particular passage, um, more about the word know. And to know is this, knowledge that goes beyond information. Knowledge that goes beyond information. Be still and know. Be still and experience. Be still and experience the Holy Spirit God within you and know. So be still and know and experience the Holy Spirit. 
And I think God is calling the church, capital C, to actually be people of his presence, to pursue his presence like never before. I'm talking to pastors across the Shire. Every, every church that I know is in decline. They've got more people on their books, but less people who attend. And so what is happening, I think people are coming to church and they're not actually experiencing a great encounter with the Holy Spirit. They're having opportunities. They're hearing some good words, some challenges. Um, we're having, we open up and have, have a bit of time. But I generally think there's a lacking of encounter and experiencing with the Holy Spirit. And if the truth be told, I think pastors like myself, we're sometimes scared to actually create space where we don't have control. And if the Holy Spirit doesn't rock up, we're in trouble. And I'm just being honest. And right now, we're just going to create space. And we've got 15 minutes to be still. And to know and to experience. And the nervousness of me is like, oh, there'll be people who will feel really awkward. Not many people are necessarily used to this. What does it live and look like? Well, I don't even really know what I'm doing. I said to someone this morning. But I'm just going to be led by the Spirit. And um, I'm going to walk you through. And so I want you to get comfortable. Um, and so the next 15 minutes, we're just going to be still. And we're going to ask the Holy Spirit who's already here. And if you're a follower of Jesus, if you claim Jesus is your saviour and your personal friend, he's with you. And my prayer is that he would still speak. God still speaks to people that take time to listen and that you would encounter the Holy Spirit and God would prompt you and remind you. And I'm going to take you through a bit of a step, but I am going to provide some silence in there as well. But I want you to close your eyes. I want you to close your eyes and, and uh, I want you to picture you and Jesus, whatever that looks like. You and Jesus. Just picture you and Jesus. And I want you for the next two to three minutes, I want you to tell Jesus, I want you to tell, so you picture you and Jesus, I want you to tell Jesus everything that you are thankful for in your life. Absolutely everything. I want you to go through in your mind. I want you to say, I want you to tell Jesus all the things. I'm thankful for my family. I thank you that my kids can run. I'm thankful for a roof over my head. I'm thankful for a job. I'm thankful for a beautiful wife. I, I want you to just go through right now and thank God. Thank Jesus for every good thing in your life. And the reason I ask you this is because it says this, we enter his courts with thanksgiving. We enter the present through thanksgiving. So right now, for the next two, three minutes, just thank Him. And may an attitude, a spirit of gratefulness just come upon you. Great to have Mark preaching from the Word for us this week. Hope you're encouraged uh, by that and really hope you've been encouraged uh, by the Shire Salvos podcast as well. On behalf of the whole team, I've been Jack Clifton. Make sure you join us, join us next week for another fresh episode updating everything that's happening around the life of the Shire Salvos Church. But until then, this is Jack Clifton signing off. God bless.